we're back. Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And this is Miguel. And we're here to bring to you another breakdown episode of AEW Dark. This week, we're doing episode 71. And yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And I am happy that we actually have our pod up as of recording this now. Yeah, no, it was actually quite, I think it was about a week ago, right? Over, actually over a week ago. Yeah, um, probably a good two weeks, at yeah. least, maybe three now. Yeah, I remember you actually texted me about it while I was in, uh, <laughs> I was away in New Jersey. But yeah, we're going to be episode, that we're going to be doing a review of AEW Dark episode 71 for this episode. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like most other AEW Dark episodes that we've seen so far, this is another, you know, a slobber knocker, I would say, of matches. Yeah, I agree. So let's get the gimmick up and running. And we're here to break it down, break it down for everyone. So here is the official breakdown. Welcome to AEW Dark Episode 71. Excalibur, Taz, and Absolute Ricky Starks are on commentary. Let's go. Match one has Luchasaurus versus Brandon Cutler. This BTE built bout has the dinosaur versus the dragon. Lucha drives to contract Cutler to the mat with a vicious chokeslam and follows with a spinning roundhouse for the win. Match two has El Estraliano versus the Spanish god Sammy Guevara. Another standout performance by El isn't enough as a moonsault is countered by SG with the GGH FTW. For match three, Nick Camarado versus Scorpio Sky. Did Nick steal Gangrel's shirt? Anyways, Sky finishes it with a TKO. Match number four sees Matri Daniels versus Shana. Nirvana versus Team Four Star. One botched tiger suplex not enough. How about a second at a bridge and AEW's residential Z Warrior picks up the W. Match number five has Baron Black and Man of Steel, Mike Verna versus The Butcher, The Bunny, and The Blade. The Bunny's four interferences does just the trick to help B&B go over with the powerbomb neckbreaker combo to the Jobber of Steel. Match six gives us Ryzen, Adam Priest, and Barry Morales versus The Gun Club. The Gun Boys make Papa Gun proud as they land the 310 to Yuma to end it. Show me match seven. John Cruz and Danny Limelight versus Santana and Ortiz. Inner Circle's unofficial tag team makes a statement to their IC brothers by picking up the win with a Liger Bomb and PK combo. Match eight sees Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo versus Private Party. The iconic Matt Hardy encourages his young Hardy Party to go heel. With resistance from the party, they gain a W anyway with a stereo in Ziguri. Match number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number brings nine. us Alex Gracia versus Big Swole. Pretty in Pink gets KO'd by a little dirty dancing. Number 10 sees Zach Clayton versus Sunny Kiss. The Concrete Rose proves too tough for Zach to handle as Kiss lands a diving splitting leg drop for the win. Match number 11 has Casey Navarro and A.G. Kirsch 
versus Top Flight. OG Kershaw Martin rolls up KC with an intricate pin for the win. The 12th match sees Tesha Price and Catalina Perez versus Ivelisse and Diamante. SOS Inziguri by La Sicaria continues her impressive win streak. 13th match of the card brings us Sean Dean and Fuego del Sol versus the acclaimed. The captain goes down with his ship as he sees Fuego flame out to the tag team finisher critically acclaimed. Match 14 and main event of the evening is Chaos Project versus the Lucha Bros. El Cerro Miedo looks as dangerous as always landing a Tana Hashi and his brother the Mexican as amazing as always with a gory bomb leg drop combo. The pile driver combination to Serpentico seals the deal and the one, two, three. Wow, that was another quick one, just like last one, the last episode. You, don't you mean an epic one? Yeah, no, quick epic to the point. Uh, can't get much better than that. But, I mean, what about that first match between Luchasaurus and Brandon Cutler? Well, firstly, I don't. I'm not too familiar. With Brandon Cutler has he been in Dynamite before? Yes. Okay. So Brandon Cutler, the guy is an important part of AEW. To contract Cutler, as I said, he is not only a talent, right, a wrestler, but he also is hired by AEW, more specifically the Bucks, to record. Uh, AEW to record AEW's hit show that we cover yep. graciously, BTE. So he does basically all the recordings for being the elite. He does the editing nowadays. Uh, so yeah, it's he's a he's an important guy. He's a, an active guy, right? And he's a guy that grew up with uh, with the Bucks and was part of their their backyard fed. So oh, he was. Yeah, they okay. go back. They go back, man. So that's really cool that uh, the Bucks were able to do something like that for their friend. And uh, he, in my opinion, he's knocking it out. Plus, I actually, I personally follow him on uh, his uh, gaming channel. He has a, a YouTube and does a Twitch streaming under Brandon Cutler, right? His real name. And oh, yeah. so that is his real name. Yes, Brian Cutler. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes, it's definitely. It's yeah, definitely I do him. like it when I don't know why, but I just I do like it a lot when wrestlers use their uh, birth their real names. Yeah, very entertaining. And this match in particular is what set up in uh, being the elite. So uh, we're fast forwarding. I know we are covering <laughs> being the elite all the way from its beginning, yeah, right? right? But fast forward way into the future, as of now, 2021, and Matt Hardy kind of brought us this match. <laughs> he went up to Cutler. Cutler's on a winning streak on Dark, and he told him, "You know what, we <laughs> Cutler, you're doing great. We, you think we think, or Matt Hardy thinks that." You should aim for someone big so you can ma- move from dark to dynamite, and a, a huge win would get you there. So he said, "How about the dragon versus the dinosaur, him versus Luchasaurus?" And uh, as you saw, right, uh, Cutler lost, and Matt Hardy was because he's big into Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yes, that's the where the the dragon he him being the dragon gimmick comes from because of the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, Gimmick with that, yes. 
And I kind of felt like in this match particularly that Luchasaurus was more ferocious than usual. Yeah, I, I think uh, he was a little I mean, pumped I, up because uh, Cutler... It, it's, not, it's not often that people go up to Luchasaurus looking for a fight. Yeah. It's usually they have to be in a fight because that's just what the card gives them. And... Or... They're looking to fight Jungle Boy and whatnot, but Luchasaurus has their backs and everyone cowers in fear because that guy is a beast. But I found what I found especially funny was while at one point when Cutler's on the ground trying to catch his breath, uh, Marco Stunt on the outside is apologizing to him. He's like, I'm sorry, man. He's he's usually not this uh, ferocious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we we find out later uh, storyline-wise, right? Kayfabe. Matt tricked Brandon into taking that match so Matt can bet because he knew Brandon would lose so he can place mo- so he can place money on it. That's big money Matt for you. Big money Matt. <laughs> I missed the broken stuff, but Matt Hardy, as I think I've stated multiple times, that the Hardy Boys are my go-to are those are my guys they got me into wrestling so i'll always be cheering for matt hardy it's funny to see matt incorporated the way matt is incorporated in all this you you could definitely see that he's become the more manipulative hardy <laughs> <laughs> yeah man he's he was always the brains of the operation right and jeff was like the the charisma the 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 deftifier so we have uh, him getting a choke slam into a spinning roundhouse, that ended it. Uh, yeah, one, one more can you say? Luchasaurus is ridiculous. He's so entertaining in the ring and really outside as well. And then, but for that second match, the pod's favorite, El Australiano. <laughs> oh, versus he's, Sammy Guevara, right? He's back versus Sammy. We were really excited about this match in particular. We thought that they could do a lot of good stuff, uh, and yeah, uh, they didn't disappoint. They, as uh, Australiano, just you know, doing Australiano things with uh, running shooting star, uh, Dragon Rana. I oh, popped big for that Dragon Rana, right? I mean, uh, not a lot of people do that. Is that your spot of the night? Or one of them, at least? Mm, might be. Might be. I'm not ready to divulge that information. Okay. But it's up there. Run. It's uh, it's in the running. And yeah, last time I saw a Dragon Rana was probably from uh, Ricochet. So. And I think uh, Eddie, I mean, um, Sammy, at one point, did a tribute to Eddie with one of his taunts. He did one of Eddie's taunts. Yeah, I man. forgot what that taunt was called. The one where he shakes his body. Yeah, yeah. I, his... I don't know what it's called, yeah. but yeah, the Eddie Guerrero, the Latino heat yeah. taunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Every <laughs> that you see that taunt on uh, WWE, AEW, every all these guys that are big time now are or drew inspiration from Eddie Guerrero. You know, and it's no surprise why. No, yeah, no, no surprise whatsoever. Uh, yeah, who ended up winning this match, Larry? Uh, of course, it was uh, SG. Yeah, yeah. He, he finished, I mean, well-fought match by Australiano, but, I mean, Guevara, I mean, we all knew he was going to win. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, I'm going to jump ahead, right? We have, we you know, we've discussed some of these matches in, uh, on, in the breakdown, obviously. 
And I want to talk about uh, Pretty Peter Avalon's, um, what do you call it, the walk-off? Yes, <laughs> like a fashion contest or something like that. Yeah. And, well, I mean, this is your guy. Yeah, he's the, at least for AW Dark. Yes, he most certainly is. They do that, yeah, they do that walk-off with um, Lee Johnson. And then, of course, the judges were... Um, where are the judges for them again? We had Aubrey Edwards. Yes. Brandy Rhodes and Jerry Lynn. The beautiful people. Yeah, okay. The beautiful people, yes. Arguably, yes. Arguably? What? Well, at least for Jerry Lynn. I don't know. He's old. And <laughs> that's, that's messed up, dude. What are you talking about? You don't remember the long locks? Jerry Lynn, if you ever listen to this, I mean this, I say this all with love, bro. You motherfucker. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, yeah, man, that was uh, that was something, right? Uh, we the trip that we got from Pretty Peter that cost him the walk off. He was ready to win, and then Lee Johnson just took, just stole it from him, right? Yeah, of course. Well, no, it was, it was Pretty Peter's fault for tripping. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was just the the tiniest trip, though. You don't think? It was, but still, I mean, the tiniest little thing will cost them a match, or in this case, a contest. <laughs> yeah, so the whole thing was really to set up that Pretty Peter has uh, a new bodyguard of sorts, no? Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Uh, um, the ben- Caesar, right? Caesar B- Bononi? Exactly. Yeah. Cesar Bononi. And yeah, uh, so our boy got some time to shine, introducing a new a new mate, right? So it's it's pretty cool. Wait, uh, actually, this is actually really funny. Uh, I but it wasn't this the ep- I think next episode was the walk off. Isn't this episode where Peter Pretty Peter calls out Lee for being I guess attractive, and then he challenges him to a walk off for the next uh, AW Dark episode. Ah yes. Yeah. All right. So I'm pro. I'm probably gonna just cut out all. I'm the editor, so I'm probably just gonna cut all this out. Yeah. Although even <laughs> if you don't, it wouldn't be, it would be kind of funny. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, let's try to take that again if we can. So, uh, but yeah, it's just something that I'm. I wanted to skip ahead because there is a there's a promo. We don't get a lot of promos on Dark. No, we don't. And so, when they do, they're very swift. Exactly. So Pretty Peter was basically telling us what. Uh, the walk-off is about, right? There's going to be three pre- pretty judges. So we don't know what that me- means, right? As of us watching, <laughs> neither does the audience. We find out the week later, obviously. And they take two steps down to pose, two steps back. And yeah, that's 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 all. That And then we'll they'll have us uh, ratings from the judges. Pretty simple. Um, me and you are pretty freaking excited to see what's going to happen with that. Because he's our guy. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He's our guy. He's one of our guys. We got a lot of guys. <laughs> but he's definitely your guy on Dark. Yeah. And what about that match after the Australiano-Sam Guevara match? I believe that was that was actually a pretty good one, too. Wasn't it? Uh, what, was it there? what was his name? Um, Eugene, a.k.a. Nick Camarado versus Scorpio Sky. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I thought that uh, Nick Camarado maybe uh, was wearing something like the Brood, 
Oh yeah, from way that, back when. That like blousey, like you know, that like that basically that white blouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was digging it. And it's again Scorpio Sky. You know, you know, we get some, we get Ushigoroshi from Nick Camarado, uh, but of course Scorpio Sky takes it with the TKO and. Yeah, I mean th- that that match wasn't uh, the most eventful, but wa- look out for Nick Camarado. We're seeing him a lot. He even made a dynamite appearance. Yeah, that dude, guys, that dude is strong as hell. He's act- I mean, he's a pretty big guy, but he ended up being even stronger than I anticipated. All right. So with when it comes to Butcher and the Blade, right, and the Bunny, very important part of that team. She's hilarious. I love her. Yeah, I love those, I, those laughs she does when <laughs> she's out in the outside. Yeah, Bunny's great. But what I'm interested in is Mike Verna and friends. You know, we always <laughs> see Mike Verna just with yeah. some random tag team Man uh, combination. Mike Man of Steel, Mike Verna. And I was telling you, I feel like he should don the, you know, he's the man of steel, right? He yeah. kind of gives me those vibes of, uh, I was going to say Spider-Man, Superman. When uh, he came, when he came back to life from uh, that battle of Doomsday in that all black suit, I think he should do that full body suit. I think he'll look great. I mean, because he just has these like he's wearing the traditional trunks and he has these random uh, tattoos, and I'm like, hey, maybe maybe it would help if he hides them. I don't know, just a just a guess. Yeah, I guess wouldn't wouldn't hurt. And Baron Black, man, yeah, this guy's getting a lot of uh, a lot of time on Dark, per se. Uh, I hope he ends up, go, you know, approaching winning ways, though. You know, Mike consistently. Ver- Mike Verna and Verna. Mike Verna is on there a lot, but he's always the one taking the pin. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> he's always losing, getting pinned. I mean, for the Man of Steel to get pinned all the time, that's just that's sad. Yeah, it's a little sad. Yeah. So when we go to uh, the next match, we have Risen Adam. Adam Priest and Barry Morales versus the Gun Club. Oh, I love the Gun Club. I love Austin. Yeah, Austin (laughs) is... He's a a ball of energy, man. He he really is. is. In and out of the ring, he's someone to look out for. I'm a big fan of his finisher. What's his finisher? The quick draw. Oh, yeah, the quick draw. That's actually a pretty dope finisher. Speaking of Billy Gunn, I was just—I think it's just funny that me and you uh, came into wrestling really right where DX has been gone. Yeah, and we know we we started watching wrestling knowing Billy Gunn as the one Billy Gunn over Mr. Ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is, Mr. Ass is above and beyond his most known gimmick, right? <laughs> DX is his most well-known gimmick, but the one and only—that's what we we started watching, and we're like, oh. It's Billy Gunn, the one and only. He looks yeah. like a good wrestler. He's a big guy. <laughs> we're like, like I still like I have fondness for the one Billy Gunn. You know, his... people look back at it and cringe. Yeah, while probably other people are like looking back at it, but we grew up loving it. Yeah, we it was, did. It was fun because that was like when we first started watching. Everyone who was listening, he was the that was a Billy Gunn we were introduced to. The exactly. very first Billy Gunn we were introduced to. And I guess the reason why I bring that up is because the quick draw kind of reminds me of his. Of Billy Gunn's finisher back then, which was the one and only. So, which was kind of like a, if you think about it, like a full Nelson slam or kind of like a like a sleeper hold. You you got you pick a guy up in a sleeper hold, maybe with like a or maybe like a chicken wing, and 
you or a Taz mission, and then you pick them up and you kind of lay them down. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay, exactly. <laughs> that, that's all I needed to get. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, the, we have the women's match with uh, Alex Gracia versus uh, Big Swole. And Alex Gracia, man, that patented 619, right? She's always uh, uh, whipping out the tiger fane in most of her matches. So that's uh, that's her thing. I, I can't wait to see her win eventually. And I want to see what her finisher is. Because so far, <laughs> you need to win to get a finisher for the most part, right? Yeah. And she doesn't have one yet. So I will, she'll get there. Let's, we just have to wait yeah, and she's see. A, I could, I could, we can most certainly tell she's a solid wrestler of good talent. Yeah. She just hasn't approached that winning swing yet. Speaking of swing, uh, <laughs> Big Swole with the dirty dancing for the win. Yeah. That's such a, it's such a weird finisher. I wasn't, I gotta admit, I don't think I really liked it at first. Now I love it. Oh, what changed your mind? I just think it was, because like it's something like, I didn't really see before. You like grab a person, it's kind of a ripcord motion, and you twist them around, but you twist around yourself while you do kind of like that Brody Lee kind of like twisting lariat, but it's more so of like an elbow strike. Oh, yeah, I get what you're Or a punch. And yeah, it, just, it was just, it's just weird looking. And I'm like, I always can appreciate something that looks different, though. So at first I thought maybe it was like a little too weird, but no, no, I like it now. Uh, Sunny Kiss, though. Facing off against Zach Clayton. The splits, man. I always I do like how we have wrestlers who have kind of like a mastery of like one kind of move, right? For example, I always bring up Finn Balor is always um, doing drop kicks, right? Yeah. And uh, Nick Nakamura is doing different knee strikes. Yep. Right? I feel like mm-hmm. yeah. Sunny Kiss is all about Splits. Split. It's all about integrating splits into his moveset. And it's sick. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I that's want more like, of it. Yeah, because that's like, he's a, it makes him distinguishable. Because not many wrestlers, I mean, the only other wrestlers I could think of that did that, kind, at least kind of frequently, was Rob Van Dam. Right. And other guys, like, I mean, I'm sure people like Neville and Ricochet could do it, but that's not what they're known for. We don't see them do it, like, that often. Yeah, the only other people that I could think nowadays that would do it are uh, uh, the some of the female wrestlers. Yeah. Right? Yeah, basically. Some of the top female wrestlers. Or, for example, uh, Naomi. Big fan of Naomi. Yeah. So she yep. does uh, some stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah, very good. Very athlete. interesting. And, yeah, I just, I love, I love seeing that, man. Uh, top flight. We got another, another top flight match. You know, with your tag team, <laughs> make it you. You know who's gonna lose when you see that making their <laughs> AEW tag team debut, and it just shows <laughs> random people, right? This this <laughs> this time out, it was uh, Casey Navarro and AJ Kush. Uh, yeah, man, top flight. There, I was speaking of Austin Gunn as like a what bottle of energy. Uh, these, these guys more so in the ring with like fluid movements is uh, is all the energy you need and it's really really cool you can't wait to see them progress even more and this is this is where you do it right this is where you do is it is it Dante in, and his brother Darius is that their name yep Dante okay. and Darius Martin 
and yeah, I just can't wait to see more of that. I feel like I'm going to say that a million times on the pod, but... Yeah, those guys have a lot of... Pot- I mean, they're already great wrestlers, but they're, they have a lot more potential, yeah. I know that. Yeah, they have a lot of work to do, too, as well. And that's not a bad thing. Not not at all. It would be cool, like, you know, hoping and, you know, very confident AEW is going to stick around for a very long time. Um, that these guys are going to want... Or the future of AEW... Assuming that they stay there, right. they could, you know, they could end up being like, you know, they could easily be, you know, one of the first guys to be there for like, you know, twenty years. Right. And then uh, speaking of tag teams, we got a female tag team match. I wonder, are we ever gonna get female tag team titles for AW? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we, I believe we are. Yeah, because I think the the first one ups should be uh, Eva Lise and Diamante. I always want to see AKA. What... I, I guess sort of the. Las Sicarias. Yeah, so I used to think of Ivelisse being La Sicaria, right? That's her moniker. It's been for a long time now. And I wasn't sure if she really was, like, making that a stable or if that was going to... Las Sicarias was going to be the name of the tag team with Diamante. But it's kind of looking like they're pushing it that way, right? Yeah. From what we've seen in the future, (laughs) technically, right? So uh, they make some quick work. Uh, uh, Tesha Price and Catalina Perez, and yeah, that SOS Enziguri by uh, Ivelisse is what, what I'm calling it for for the win. I like it, you know. Shout outs to Kofi because I I usually think of him. I th- he might be one of the first people I've seen do that. So that type of maneuver, that tornado kick. So I, I like I like it. Uh, more tag team action with uh, the captain, 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 Sean Dean, Sean Dean. And Fuego del Sol versus your your boys. Yes, my boys, my, probably my favorite tag team in AEW Dark. <laughs> and actually, they're making appearances in, in actually one of my favorite tag teams in all AEW, the Acclaimed. I love the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed, yeah, they they're in they're making a lot of appearances on Dynamite for sure. Did you say they're your favorite tag team on AEW? Is that what you said? One of them. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> hold on there, buddy. <laughs> The acclaimed man. So what about and how about uh, Caster? I like the what he he's a pretty good spitter. I, I, <laughs> and by spit for those of you that don't know what that means, yeah, a rapper. A oh, same, yeah. Oh, okay. MC. I thought you meant like disrespectful, and he like spits in your face. Oh no. Well, at least not not out in the ring, not in front of the camera. He doesn't. So yeah, uh, critically acclaimed takes that. Then we have the main event, Chaos Project versus Lucha Bros with the Buster. And yeah, so um, uh, uh, Ray Phoenix with the gory bomb, dude. Ugh, like I, I love seeing that. I think the first person I ever seen do that was Chavo Guerrero, and you know we were uh, big Los Guerreros fans for sure. So always great to see. Uh, it's just a cool looking move, right? I, yeah. I said that one of my favorite tag team moves in the in in AEW in all of wrestling is. Uh, the fatality, which is a gory bomb into like a flipping cutter. Right? Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, uh, and yeah, uh, of of course, uh, <laughs> the Lucha Bros take that. You know, there's there's no way that they wouldn't. And yeah, especially that's, with the bastard at their side. Exactly, and that's dark. That's dark for you. Um, so real quick, <laughs> I think we went on longer than uh, I I we originally intended to. But your spot of the night, do you have any inclination of your top spot, Miguel? Top spot? 
I gotta start it off. If, uh, I can't. I can't pass this up. It's um, <clears throat> it was a match between Sammy Guevara and Australiano when Australiano does the uh, that like standing corkscrew senton. The standing corkscrew senton. I because I've seen love corkscrew sentons, but typically off the top of the turnbuckle. But you, even but this, then, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, I don't he, see it but this that does much. It sta- does it like standing, like a standing corkscrew? Yep, yep. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, I think that's the perfect. Yeah, you know, I, I'm. I wanna. I wanna try to find. I think just for the sake of being different, technically that's my top spot too. But I'll give you another one. All right. Okay. How about. Darius Martin with the Spanish fly. That thing, he's just so fluid with it. Like, I, I just have so much love for the guys that can do such a such a fluid Spanish fly. Like, Ricochet. Uh, but more so than Ricochet, uh, like, Cedric Alexander has a beautiful one. And uh, Will Ospreay. Just uh, that. You know what? Changing. I'm changing my answer. That's changing. a runner-up. Okay, right. my top spot is. I told you I love the splits. Sunny kiss. Sunny kiss with the diving splitting leg drop for the win. That is my top spot of the night. Yeah, seeing that like it's impressive, but I was like, man, like it looks painful too for <laughs> us at least. Yeah. No, not for him. Right. right. <laughs> All right. So. Um, do you have, by <laughs> any chance, a line of the night? Line of the night? Let's see. What did that... Ta- uh, line. Man. Just, I usually don't pay attention to the lines because I'm always, like, you know, looking at the, you know, at the, at the spots. Like, yeah, what you, what was your line of the night? Maybe it'll remind me of mine if, like, remembering something Tazrix Calber said. I think I just got to give it to uh, Pretty Peter. Uh, just I like to, We usually like to give it to the commentating booth, right? But uh, just Pretty Peter just uh, talking about uh, the, the rules, setting up what he needs to do for, uh, for his uh, walk-off, right? His, his event that he's, he's doing himself. So I'll give uh, Pretty, Pretty Peter line of the night. And mm-hmm. for my taunt of the night, do you have a specific one in mind, Miguel? Yeah, Before right, so I guess, yes, I do actually. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you even remember this, but uh, Aust- El Australiano's taunt. Basically, oh, it's the like, dance. Yeah, that dance. <laughs> because especially with that like little like I guess mini skirt. I don't even know what you want to call it that he's wearing. What he's wearing. Um, like, just the way he does a dance with it, it's hilarious. Okay, all right. Usually my taunts of the night are the ones that, like, you know, are funny to me. I respect that. And, yeah, I mean, how can I knock you on that? Mine is subtle, nothing crazy, nothing funny. But I gotta give out a shout-out to... Portuguese perfect athlete Shauna with her spirit bomb taunt taken straight out of the Dragon Ball series. You know, uh, me and Miguel are not huge anime guys. Nope. We don't hate it. Nope. But 
we just <laughs> compared to you know our our inner circle, yeah. right? Uh, we we're the ones that are the anime novices yeah. for sure, without a doubt. But who, who hasn't seen Dragon Ball, right? We love Dragon Ball, we love, you know, all the series basically. GT a little suspect, but whatever. And yeah, just uh, Shauna always repping. Uh, the, with the Dragon Ball gear, that uh, four-star Dragon Ball on her uh, knee pad, and just uh, topping it off with the spirit energy taunt. Mm-hmm. It's, that's just my taunt of the night, man. What right. can I say? Yeah. Shauna, he's looking at you, kid. All right, well, that, does, that about does it. And yeah. So uh, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, don't miss out on this ep- on our next episode. Maybe AEW Dark episode 72. Yeah. I think we're still... Yeah, so now that we're done with the app, I think we're still a little iffy on, like, Line of the Night, Taunt of the Night, or whatever. But I'll tell you what. We're definitely keeping more attention to that. We want to make it a thing, right? We want to continue with the gimmicks, right? It's wrestling. What's wrestling without gimmicks, right? Uh, You know, there's no chain... There's no uh, chain wrestling over here, so... We're all about the spots, the taunts, the disrespect. And yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. You're too sweet. Later, guys. Lucha! Lucha.